What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? This is Whiskey Biz Podcast, and here are your hosts, Rob and Devo. It's showing that it's recording, so I I don't know if you were trying (laughs) to tell me to go ahead and uh, jump on in or what, (laughs) because... That was, uh, that was me nodding, yeah. It, it was it was kind okay, of funny because it, it was showing uh, eight seconds, and I was like, "What did he? When did he push it?" <laughs> right, I know it new new, yeah, it's new software, yeah, brand new software. So, um, welcome back, guys. <laughs> if you didn't get that from the intro, um, <laughs> this week we have a very special episode. Schweik. Um, I don't know if you want to go by Schweik on here or if you want to go by your name. Schweik, perfect. Okay, so Schweik is actually one of our patrons. So he just he wanted to hop on. We uh, we reached out to the patrons, and he graciously accepted the invite. So welcome. Thanks. Happy yeah, to be thanks here. for coming on. You know, it's always fun getting different opinions, especially when I'm so opinionated. <laughs> Well, and and with us starting out with uh, at least three of us, and then it went to like five at one time. Uh, so we got a yeah, whole it's... bunch of different, uh, or not a whole bunch, but at least five different uh, views on the whiskey. So it's always nice to have uh, someone else on to uh, either put us in check or uh, tell us that, uh, nope, you're, you're tasting something. <laughs> right. You can always break the tie with three people. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> So that that works out well. So this week we decided on Elijah Craig toasted barrel. Uh, I don't. I think this is actually harder to find than Elijah Craig full proof. I'm not sure though. I guess it could depend on the area. Here it's actually harder to find. Uh, Schweik, you have the same experience or no? Well, uh, Utah is state controlled, and then just well, I won't go into the specifics of Utah, but. we have seen toasted barrel on the shelf. We've seen the barrel proof on the shelf, both batch A and B for this year. Uh, I've only lived in Utah this year, so I'm not really sure how previous year's barrel proof has been. But uh, my toasted barrel, I actually picked it up uh, a little over a year ago when I was in Kentucky for a guy's trip. Nice. Nice. And so we actually yeah. waited in line at the distillery. So And yeah, that was a uh, that was the morning after an epic night, and we were really hurting that morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's the yeah. tricky thing going to Kentucky, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm gonna do so much stuff, and you have like one good day, and you're like fucked up for the next two. Yeah, you're. Well, I mean, for us, we all got in on that Friday afternoon, and just got that night. We went to dinner, we had pizza, and then we started off with beer, and then we went back to the house. And we had a table that was just completely full of bottles. There were about eight, nine of us, and everybody nice. brought at least probably a case or two of bottles uh, to share. <laughs> and I mean, you can go Damn. back and look at pictures. I even shared a video a couple of days ago from that trip, and you could see the table. It wasn't even completely full, and that was early in the day. Uh-huh. And I mean, that night we went through so much. I mean, it was there was some. Uh, yeah, I mean, I ended the night on George T. Stag, and it was like 131 proof. So that was the first yeah. time that I'd gone like the really high proof. So needless to say, I was hurting a little bit that in the next morning. Oh, I bet. So was, was yeah, it more of uh, the afternoon? Like when did you wake up? <laughs> Just uh, no. So I actually, woke up that around eight o'clock oh. uh, in that transition phase from uh-huh. a good night to a bad morning, <laughs> and then got a quick shower, made some coffee. And then met up with a couple of the other had guys. Another, had the another other guys. glass of whiskey? Uh, not quite. Not quite. Not, oh, okay. 
that was a little bit later, but no. So then one of the guys came over and picked us up. Uh, most of us were staying at the Airbnb. A couple, one guy was staying at a hotel. Uh, he came and picked up a couple of us, and we actually went and stood in line for about two hours until the distillery opened, and they were releasing, I think it was Old Fitz that morning. Oh, nice. Uh, wasn't able to get too? No. Oh. Uh, I think we were like number, we were like somewhere in like the 70s, 80s in line, and they ran out at like 50. Damn. No, but the one that we did miss out on, and uh, one of the other guys, he was standing in front of me, was uh, the Elijah Craig Grenade. Oh, yeah, those are that, badass. So it was me, uh, one guy was in front of me, and then there was another guy, he was the, he, the guy that was two in front of me got the last one. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> those are so, super cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool look. That's one of those is like buying it for the bottle alone. I haven't tasted what's what's in there because I think it's a higher proof. And so I could be wrong. But yeah, that was one. I thought of, it was like 110 proof or 115 proof. I think so. It's like 110, like 115 proof. So uh, but that's yeah. one of those. It's a cool bottle. It's a cool looking bottle. One that would look cool on the shelf. Absolutely. I think it's I mean, a 375 too, right? It is. I mean, we all, call it, we all call it the grenade because, I mean, it looks like a grenade, but really, or it's the size of one. It, it actually, it, it looks like a cask. That's cool. So, yeah. Now, I think that's part of what's cool about it. Yeah, they did a really good job with that bottle. Now, when you go to those distilleries and you get there first thing, uh, do you do they give you like a number and you're allowed to pick one thing or do you get to pick as many as you want? Uh, I think what they do is they limit everyone to one per person and you can just, okay. at least when I was at Heaven Hill was the only one that we waited in line for that. Okay. Like we actually waited in line and got up there and they had a bunch of the different items. Uh, they had the old fits, the grenade, the toasted barrel. Uh, they had plenty of the toasted barrel, but yeah, it was just one per person. And then I know, uh, we went to another distillery, y'all's favorite Buffalo trace. We went there <laughs> oh, and yeah. It would, they were releasing, uh, their release that day was Weller Special Reserve. And there, what was interesting is they actually took your ID card, one, check and make sure you're over 21, but then two, they enter it into their system so that you can only, I guess they've got some checks and balances where you can only buy like that release every so often. So it's like if they did, let's just say today they did, uh, Weller Special Reserve a week from now, if they did it again, I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think you would be able to buy it again. You would have to wait like 30, 60 days, whatever it is. I know they've got oh, wow. whatever their system is or checks and balances. I've only been to Buffalo Trace once, so I couldn't really tell you. It's like there's obviously yeah. people much smarter than me that have been there multiple times that even or even worked there that they could probably explain that in greater detail. But it's one of those is just like, yeah, I was, I was there one day. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've only I've only heard about it from people through like TikTok, Instagram, that kind of stuff. So it's cool getting to... Uh, hear about that in uh from a first-hand experience that's cool yeah and then went to well, a couple other distillery went to a couple other distilleries uh on that trip but all the all those we we only waited in line for one distillery the rest we just kind of showed up and just walked around that's cool yeah, yeah that's awesome what, Definitely so funny cool. funny story about buffalo trace so uh, they were doing tours we didn't book a tour but while we were there, it's like they have the whatever the millionth barrel. I think they have the seven millionth barrel of Buffalo Trace. It's in this like kind of like vault that's got a glass door that you can look in. Uh, me and another bourbon TikToker, uh, we actually walked over there and just kind of like, hey, you know, let's go get some pictures and just take a look at it. And then like we're over there taking pictures, looking at it and someone they come up. And basically we were, I don't want to say unceremoniously, but we were asked to 
that that's only part of, you can only go over there if it's part of the tour. Since we weren't part of a tour, we were asked oh. to not leave the premises, but at least just go back to like the gift shop area, just whatnot. And we're like, well, we were we actually were about to leave, and they had rolled up in a golf cart. And like, hey, we'll give you a ride to the front if you want. So I was like, <laughs> okay. So it's like we were unceremoniously escorted out, but not really. But it makes it makes for a funny story. Yeah, I <laughs> know that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so back to Heaven Hill. So uh, Heaven Hill, obviously one of my favorite. Uh, distilleries. I think it is my favorite. I think the only other one, if I had to pick two, it'd be Old Forester and uh, Heaven Hill that I would go to if I was in Kentucky. But I, I think I, well. Yeah, you mentioned we it that we were tasting. doing Toasted Barrel. Yeah, I think we should start tasting this. Let me see if I can get a pop out of this bottle. Their tops are notoriously loose, kind of like a hot dog down a hallway. So. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. High pitched. Mine, mine, mine's pretty uh, low. So we'll we'll see. Oh, I didn't even talk about the bottle. So yep. <laughs> bottle standard standard uh uh standard bottle. They use the same one pretty much. You have a toasted barrel neck band. I guess we'll call it a necklace just for to make it sound cuter. Uh, it says toasted barrel, and then it says toasted barrel in the bottom um, area. So this is the. I think we had this on an episode, but we never reviewed it. No, I think um, I think you and I had it uh, off air. Well, I think we talked about it on an episode, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. I won't admit to it. I'll just say that I could be wrong. Oh, let me see if I let me see if I can get a, a cork pop on this one. So this one is it is brand new. It hasn't been opened yet, so we'll see. Nice. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. Mine was mine was <laughs> a fresh crack mind? too. Devo has my old bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing. So, basically, for context, if you guys listen to our Woodford Reserve Double Oaked episode, this is basically the equivalent of Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. So, it's Elijah Craig aged secondarily for an extra year in a heavily toasted barrel. So, and then toasting versus char. Toasting, you're not charring the barrel. You're just basically baking the barrel. Um and you get some different flavors out of that. So it kind of adds, makes for a more balanced whiskey per se. You just get more flavors than you would from a standard one. So it's also 94 proof. Same proof, everything, just toasted barrel. Only difference. So, yeah, sorry. I, I kind of like assumed everybody was going for the nose. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we... I did too. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> There I go talking a lot and just kind of assuming everybody else is uh, on my same page. Decent amount of spice on the nose. Uh, definitely tickling the the nose hairs for me at least. Um, at least on the I initial. I smell the mic again. It's very plasticky. <laughs> plasticky metallic nose. You're right. It It is. It's spicy. It's sweet. It's actually really well balanced in my eyes. Go ahead, Schweik. Sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say, yeah, it's balanced on the nose. Um, trying to like trying to pick out what I'm getting just on the nose. It's, it, it, it's almost like, I don't want to say I'm getting like some spice, but it's like, it's kind of mixed in with like some floral, like not like the, that, that's what I'm getting. But Agreed. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see the floral. It's a little butterscotchy too. No, that's so that's much a, like that, caramel vanilla. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's I butterscotch. I, I yeah. I have the hardest time between the two because if we go to Breaking Bourbon, they're going to say it's caramel vanilla. 
Swear to God, every time I pick butterscotch, they pick caramel vanilla. Every time I get caramel vanilla, they get butterscotch. Uh, so, Shoik, have you had this before? Is this the first time you, you're having it? No, so I have not had this yet. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So Perfect. Fresh yeah. crack. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, opening a fresh bottle for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I figure so, something Take special. Ch- and then don't know if y'all don't know if y'all saw the Glen Karen I'm using. Nice, the whiskey yeah. is Glen Karen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the one that we have not gone large production yet with. You know, how it's it's crazy. You have to buy like a hundred Glen Cairns to get the cost down to like fifteen dollars each. Like, holy crap! I don't know. And I think you have to buy like 500 to 1,000. Oh, there's a firework. Someone's shooting fireworks. Sorry. Squirrel moments. Fireworks in my peripheral. A lot of light. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy about the Glencairns. Um, which amazes me that distillers sell them for like 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. They're basically not. I guarantee you they're not making any money off the glasses. They're just selling no. them to get their name out there. Yeah. They have like a cool little added added bonus. Yeah. Did, you, did anybody else take the sip? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> you're busy talking. We're yeah. you're busy talking. We're busy drinking. You, you right? know your uh, your whole firework show, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, squirrel moments galore over here. That is uh, good. It is good. It's nice. Uh, I I got for spice wise because it, it is on it. It does come out pretty pretty quick that the there is a bit of spice on there and i i would want to i want to say that there's a bit more of like an anise almost a cinnamony feel to it as well um at least for a spice it's a little oaky too more so than like uh standard the uh small batch i, yeah, I was feel like say, even though it's just I, a toasted barrel i'm getting definitely just similar flavors from the small batch but it i'm definitely i'm getting more oak and then Devo, you were saying the spice. Like I'm getting spice on the back end of the palate, not a, oh. not up front. Okay, I could agree with that. Actually, you get the spice, but I feel like it's more of a sweeter palate, and then finishes spicier. But I do agree. It's uh, to me, it's kind of like a mix. It's like an equal part anise, equal part black pepper. But I see where you're coming at from the uh, the cinnamon. There is a little spice in there that appears to be cinnamon. Hmm. Well, I took my second sip to try and like, okay, I, did I did I miss something? <laughs> was I trying to yeah, jump right. in too quick? It was it wasn't that warm though on the first sip. Mm-mm. Like it was slightly warm. Um, by the way, my palate should be good tonight because I decided I made the stupid decision, hey, let's try a juice cleanse today. Now I think I'm ruining the juice cleanse with bourbon, but I have not had any solid food today. It's been all juice. <laughs> Let me okay. tell you, they use a fuckload of ginger in that shit it's like it's like i just had sushi and instead of eating the fish i just ate ginger and i got some weird juice that they made in the back that is literally all the flavor i've gotten today or, or basically you go to one of those uh, hibachi style places and they give you like the soy sauce on one side and then the ginger sauce on the other it's like that yep. that's basically what you were drinking Yes, yes, very much so. I'm sure my colon's going to be cleansed uh, tomorrow. I was going to say, is that the new uh, colonic that uh, colonoscopy? <laughs> Funny <laughs> so. enough, I didn't even take a shit today, so I'm just waiting for my body to just expel oh. everything in it tomorrow. 
Hopefully the bourbon doesn't ruin that and clog me up or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Not know. That everybody I, wanted to know that. But. I, I normally get the Go get some late shit, night Taco so. Bell. That'll clear you out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That'll clear me out tonight. I'll wake up in like two hours. <laughs> that shit goes straight through you, man. I got to say, though, they've stepped up their game. It's 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 Some of the stuff's tasty. Their prices have gone up, though. Not getting that $6 box or whatever they used to. I paid $9 for one of those fucking boxes. It was really oh, yeah, because they... they, they... Made it what the cravings deal or something like that? Cravings box. Yeah, you, yeah. It's they like need to two... do. They... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say they need to make the uh, the drunchies box, not the cravings box, but the drunchies box. It's like <laughs> it's like it's gonna have like your your choice of soft or crunchy tacos, and then like a quesadilla or a burrito or something like that. It's just the drunchies. Just you know, you need you need some food. You've been drinking for a while, and it's just like I gotta get some food in me before I go to bed. The drunchies. Absolutely. It's like the munchies box from uh, Jack in the box, box, right? Yeah. Munchy munchy meal. The munchie whatever meal. Whatever it is. Yep. I think it is yeah. the munchie meal. Those things and it's like the weirdest fucking they shit. Give they give you so that. much shit they, in that box. Oh, too. they do. You get two you get two tacos, you get curly fries, you get some like weird ass fucking it's like a double chicken sandwich with like nacho some, cheese yeah, and nacho bacon. Cheese smothered like over. the weirdest fucking shit put together. And I think there are even jalapenos on it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's literally like a heart attack. Like, I don't know how these companies don't get in trouble with like someone had to have had a heart attack from eating this shit. Well, wasn't uh, McDonald's uh, getting flack for uh, supersize me or whatever it is? Yeah, that was yeah. so long ago. I I remember when that came out, but I never actually saw it. So, but I do remember. I think they were catching some flack for that, but they've always seemed to have catch flack for something. <laughs> Right, but whether the, it's the the, uh, dude... the the hot coffee or the uh, whatever that they the chicken nuggets that aren't really chicken nuggets, right? The purple not, slime really or whatever people yeah, were saying. Slime, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least they didn't so... have a finger in their chili. <laughs> right. Good old Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Jack. You know what? One surprised me is Burger King hasn't had any like major ordeals that I'm aware of, and it just seems like they're all still open. I think they're the new uh, they're the new mattress stores. They're the they're money <laughs> no, laundering they're, they're, schemes <laughs> because I don't. They have like eighty things on the fucking menu, and I've never been in a line of like more than three cars at a Burger King. No matter what time of day, it never seems like there are more than three cars in the driveway, drive through, not driveway. A uh, parking lot, too. Yeah, <laughs> that too. I mean, it's like, and then you go inside and you're like, what the fuck? Their their soda machines broken. <laughs> And like their seems chairs. like the decor is stuck their decor is stuck from the late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have those weird swivel chairs that work with like people yes. before fast food became popular. Um yeah, you get you, yeah. I don't know. But I have to say this bourbon's good. It's a good one. It's smooth. It is. You get all the flavors you want. I think it's hot enough. I think this is a good one for like Diva, you know how I always talk about having a good whiskey under 100 proof that you could enjoy but you aren't going to like chug mm-hmm. for like events like a bachelor party. Right. This would probably be a great one to bring to uh, Chris's bachelor party because you wouldn't go ham on it. It gives you everything you want. It's warm enough and you're also not going to get fucked up because you're drinking 130 proof whiskey. Right. True. Yeah. Uh, to kind of go back on on that uh since noah was born uh ariana this was one of ariana's first uh pours of having a whiskey 
So nice. um, after pregnancy and everything, and uh, I asked her like, oh, okay. Cause I, we, I had a bottle of it before and uh, she saw it on the shelf. So I'm assuming she thought that I still had the same bottle from before. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, she was, it, it's one of her favorites to go to. I think it's partly because of the oakiness. Um, it, it's for the finish. It, it has like a little bit of like a dry to it. But it's also still, um, like I still have saliva there, so I I don't know how really to, um, like describe that. But at least that's what I'm getting for sensation within the finish. And not that it's like it's it's not that it's not mellow, or it's it's not harsh, but it's like it's kind of it's smooth enough that, like, you get you can definitely taste. Yeah, this is an this is a whiskey and whatnot but also at the same time you're not getting that just that overpowering ethanol either on the nose or on the palate right right yeah it's uh it's quite enjoyable um i know i always talk about like uh i mean rob you were saying uh for like a bachelor party this would be great just to keep everyone everyone else also mellow and it's something that's tasty it's almost uh close to being like that that filling um type of uh, spot in terms of uh, viscosity, I guess you could say, which kind of goes against where I said uh, that there's a, a slight dryness to it. But I, I don't know if I'm just picking up for the dryness as the oak. But if you look at the legs on it, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, the legs for... are pretty good. Definitely pretty good. Yeah, I'm getting it's... some good legs on it, even from just what little I have in my glass. It's, yeah, I'm getting some great legs on it. So not going to lie, I may grab Woodford Double Oak to see because right now <laughs> to to go head to I'm head. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I kind of have to compare it to Double Oak because that's the closest thing we've reviewed to this whiskey, right? Because it's literally done the same exact way. I think there was another one that did the same thing, but it wasn't like noted that way or toasted barrel. Maybe it was Nulu that I'm thinking of. Huge disappointment. Don't Don't waste your time or money. Um, yeah, if don't... you're a Nulu rep, uh, prove us wrong. Um, <laughs> you have could, three, could you, you have imagine? three from them. Four. I mean, shit. Broken Barrel said they listened to our podcast and they didn't. So I'm pretty sure Nulu's not <laughs> hopping on. So <laughs> I think we're safe, but this it's, there's nothing. So it's weird. It's, I'm not like super in love with it, but I think it's really good. Um, but it's one of those whiskeys I'm like, I don't know what they could do better. It's just not quite to that like top five, f- top ten whiskeys for me. Okay, so what is yeah, what, you know what I mean? I would say it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's not a top five to top ten whiskey, but it's one that I would have on my shelf. Yeah, you know I mean, it's definitely. A, from just the, from what I've tasted so far, it's a, it tastes like it would be reliable and you're going to get a good pour out of it every time. And it's also one that's like, hey, somebody wants to try. Somebody comes over and they want to try something different. That's not like the staple, uh, like either exactly. uh, Buffalo Trace or the High West or Woodford or Wild Turkey. Uh, they can definitely give them this. Like, hey, take a take a pour of this. See how you, see how you like it. Something different. Yeah, I think a lot of people would like this. Um, and outside of the price point, this could be a really good starter whiskey. Um, but it could ruin a lot of like. It could put people down the wrong idea of what like a traditional bourbon tastes like. It's well, not quite like a traditional bourbon. Has characteristics, but not quite 
traditional. And and I think you have to preface it with that though, like uh, telling them like, hey, this isn't traditional. It is something that would possibly go along the palette that you're looking for that you enjoy. Because um, I'm thinking of like the wine drinkers that um, do like an oakier flavor. Um, just because I now would have uh, offered this to one of the guys that came over um, and he was talking to me about the the podcast, asking me like, Oh, what whiskeys are good. And I I was going through the the palate testing to make sure I pulled out the the right bottles um, for him to at least try before giving him like a full pour. Um, but I, th- I think this one would have actually probably been his, uh, his choice over the Broken Barrel uh, California Oak. Because hmm. that's what he ended up choosing. Interesting. I still think wine drinkers, if they aren't big into whiskey, they're going to like California Oak or like a Derringer much more than they like this. Yeah, I, I, think I would say probably Derringer. To scare them. Derringer, I think, would probably be more in line with someone who's, if they're primarily a wine drinker and they want to try something bourbon then I would probably hand them Derringer or maybe even Angel's Envy. Maybe. Yeah, I hate uh, I hate recommending <laughs> Angel's Envy. So, you just lie. don't like Angel's Envy. I don't I don't I don't think it's worth the price that they charge. So it's just I mean, not the, that good. the other one that I would the other one if someone were to come over, but if it's more like just a hey if something to try that you're not gonna find anywhere else is I've got one of those like little mini barrels and I poured uh, the American Prairie bourbon from High West. Well first I'd I poured some port wine into it and let it sit for a nice. few weeks. And then I, I dumped that and then I poured the American Prairie in it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's darker in color and it's got a little bit sweeter taste to it on the palate. And so that's definitely something that if, if someone's a wine drinker, I'm like, oh, you know what? I got something. Try this. You're not going to find it anywhere else, but hey, try it. There you unless go. High that's West, cool. Unless High West does, has done a American Prairie port wine finish. I, I don't know. I don't think they I should, have. I should go talk to them. You should. <laughs> you should say, hey, try this. And put my name on it. They're only an hour drive away from me, so hey. (laughs) That's not bad. Not bad. Even though there are a lot of things that are only an hour drive away from me and I never go. But Well, because that's that's because it's like 15 miles away for an hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. An hour drive for you could just be three miles depending on the time (laughs) of day. Yeah. It could be. (laughs) I Yeah. Yep. Um, Lovely Southern California traffic, but... Oh yeah, yeah. If you come here, don't travel at night or in the morning. Doesn't matter the day. Doesn't matter. Or, think, or afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Don't travel between the hours or outside of the hours of ten a.m. to three p.m. Or I guess like after eight, you're safe. After eight p.m. But yeah, after eight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just. It's Switch, it's a good port. Good. Can't. Can't can't knock it for anything. Like I said, I'm just it's I don't know if it's missing something or it's just not quite my palate, but it's really good. Like it's very smooth. This is something I'd give to someone as a gift. I think this would be a great gift bottle outside of the fact that it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, probably why I'd, I'd go with Woodford Reserve Double Oaked over this just because it's a lot easier to find. Right. But. I mean, I don't have any complaints. The swish was good, though, Devo. Yeah, I I enjoyed the swish, um, and I think what I was trying to say earlier, but I even like ventured off. But uh, it, it's very much of a uh, campfire 
type of whiskey for me too. Interesting, because usually you like higher proofs for that. I like higher proofs and a, lo- a little bit spicier, but I think this one has um, enough flavors to to have it be like a, a pass around the fire. Yeah, I, I could see this being sit, sitting around the campfire, the bonfire, just passing this, just in, just sipping on it, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time around bonfires when I was up in Alaska, so definitely I, I could see this sipping on this around the bonfire yeah it's a good bottle it's a good bottle to share um i mean just because it doesn't hit my palate i know a lot of people when i say it doesn't hit my palate like i really enjoy this it's just not to get to that next level because to me this is like one of those bottles that people go searching for and will pay probably way over cost which Talking about that, I think in California, the cheapest I've found it is $60. Usually, I pay about $70 for this. The distillery was at, what, $50? Uh, oof. If you can remember. It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about $55, $60, I okay. think. Okay. Whatever, yeah, the, I th- whatever the MSRP is, that's, that's what I paid for it. Because you know, you know with the distillery, you always pay an MSRP. And then True. I know here, here in Utah, I think I've seen it on the shelf for, I think, $59.99. Okay. Roughly that sounds about, about that right. Price. Yeah, I think it's 50 to 60 bucks, probably 55 to 60 dollars is closer to MSRP and a lot of people will probably find this for 70 to 100. Um so yeah. I did pay 70 for this bottle. So when we'll we'll get into our value ratings once we get there. I don't know if you guys are ready, but I know on the nose, on the last nose that I had, I got a little bit of maple syrup. No, I'm still getting floral. It reminded me of maple syrup. Maybe that's the ginger talking. But <laughs> it could be. It could be. I'm not getting that. No. I've been You're picking up maple bro. syrup a lot, too. Yeah, you have. Maybe I haven't had maple syrup. It just said maple syrup on the bottle. <laughs> Maybe they need to I'm make definitely, a bottled I'm getting a lot more. Maple I'm getting syrup. a lot more of the. Uh, I'm getting a lot more of the butterscotch out of it. There is a butterscotch aspect, yeah. But you know, I don't feel like the butterscotch pulls through that much on the palate. Maybe the the spice kind of helps to hide that. I'm not a huge fan of a ton of butterscotch. I don't mind butterscotch, but I'm not in love with it. I think so. To to add in our additional. Uh, previous podcasters i think chris would like this and i think charles would like it yeah i i was wanting to or wanting i was gonna end up mentioning that uh earlier when i had brought them up in <laughs> in conversation yeah. uh rob real quick uh well in schweik I, I don't know why i, I went to <laughs> just rob you're used to oh. just talking to me <laughs> yeah i guess that's that is it um since uh, I, I think because Rob, you said that you have no, uh, nothing that you're really like saying that they need to do better or anything like that. What do you guys think if they were to have done a toasted barrel for the barrel proof though? Ooh, uh, Ooh. might be. T- so if, if I'm not mistaken, Heavy char adds like a caramel vanilla type flavor due to what happens with the American oak when heavily charred. When you do the toasted, it adds a little bit of a spiciness. I think 
if the high proof hot. is plenty spicy. I think doing if if I'm correct on that, which I th- I'm like seventy five percent sure. I don't fucking know for po- I'm not positive, but I think it may make it too spicy, and I don't think it needs the extra aging on that. But I don't know. Maybe it would change it. But this almost drinks like a lower proof barrel strength. Yeah, it does. I, I can see and- that. Yeah. It does, and I mean, maybe like a one-off that they just do kind of just as an experimental. I think maybe that would be just just to see how it how it turns out, and maybe be one of those. Like, it, maybe it it would depend on how long are they going to age it barrel proof in a toasted barrel. Like, how long do they age it? True, they age it for six months, a year, eighteen months. Uh, sorry, it's like I go back to those guys, and their stuff is usually, whenever they do the aging, it's usually aged about a year and two months, a year and four months, somewhere around that range. So I think it really just, it, it depends on how long it, it ages, if they if they were to do that. Yeah, and I think, Devo, if you think about it, you're, you're looking at a $70 bottle MSRP, right? And if you compare it to small batch to this, right, you're looking at $25 to $55. So we'll just mm-hmm. say it doubles the price. So does that mean that doing that with the barrel strength, it's going to double the price and it's going to put it to a $140 bottle? It quite possibly could, but it's also an experimental bottle. You know, it's an experimental it barrel. So it It is. But you, I mean, on their behalf, you know, the number of people that would spend under $100 for a bottle is significantly more than those that would spend over $100 a bottle. Yeah, I get that. I, I yeah. was just, you know, throwing the idea out there. Love the curveball. <laughs> Love the I mean, especially if it's a distillery only release that they do. It's kind of just a one-off single barrel. I think. I mean, they it would be one of those that it would sell out within a day. But it's just one of those that I think it'd be something worth seeing them try. And if it if it doesn't work out, then I mean it's one barrel. Uh, but if it turn if it actually turned out good, then maybe maybe there might be a market for it. True. True. Yeah. Who knows. I mean, you let the consumers decide. And, I think I can. There. I can say I have not had a bad bottle out of Elijah Cray or out of uh, Heaven Hill. Jesus, see, that's what happens when you don't have solid food. There's nothing to soak up the alcohol, even though that's probably not a true thing. But I'm already buzzed, it's and I'm just true. a decent pour. <laughs> I am like I'm sitting over here ready to like. You know, just shoot out f bombs, and, and you're in a comfy chair too. So <laughs> I am. It is. It is a pretty comfy chair. It is it, yeah. So, Diva, Diva, do you want to start on reviews? I kind of want to do um, the review before I try Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, which could potentially throw off my review. It may or okay. may not. I don't know. So, uh, actually, Schweik, you're you're the. Do you want to go first, or do you want Diva to go first? Let's give you the option. Devo, first. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give this a four. Um, it's definitely going to be on my shelf. It's definitely one that I would enjoy um, sharing and uh, just wanting to see what someone who's somewhat new to bourbon to see what they would uh, think of it. Um, I think the, one of the reasons why I was uh, looking at giving this to someone who has drinking wine prior is partly because of uh, 
the person that I was talking about, he also wanted to have his whiskey with ice. So I was like, okay, maybe this one, um, if you put an, a couple ice cubes in it, the spice would definitely uh, come down a little bit and he would be more comfortable with uh, how the what the flavor profile was. So um, I, I do really enjoy it. I think it's, like I said, it's a four uh, value rating. I I think it's uh, right on point, and and uh, that sixty dollar mark is probably where I would end up staying, though. Um, I don't know if I would go above the seventy, or sorry, above the sixty. Um, and yeah, I, I would definitely end up uh, giving this as a gift if I was able to find it. I know at least two places that I've seen it, so um, not too hard, <laughs> so to speak. Um, it's not on my radar for pairing with a cigar though. Um, nor mixing into like, a a cocktail of sorts, uh, unless I wanted to get a little feisty and, uh, try it with something. Wait, feisty's pregnant. No, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but, Sorry. but just, just try and mix, mix things up and, uh, you know, I, I was thinking of feisty, uh, <laughs> our, our patron. Um, so, you know, just trying something different with it, but do you think I, he I ever transported people across the border? Cause he absolutely. is feisty mule. Yeah, absolutely. That's why he has the mule on the, the back yeah. end there. <laughs> That's why we need the, uh, he needs to be pulled over with the border patrol. <laughs> I'm going to say next time, feisty, if you aren't pulled over, let me know because I'm going to give him a call. <laughs> Call ahead. Just kidding. Just kidding. That was very racist to me. But it is in his name, so I guess it's not that racist, right? <laughs> or is it? I don't know. I, I wasn't is. sure if the mule I'm not was, get canceled was just because of think. the cocktails or not. So probably, but because you, you know the American mule, meanings. the <laughs> maybe gives them on the transportation, making maybe. the transport a little little smoother. <laughs> All the tequila that he brings over, no? Oh. You Doesn't know, tequila he like, he in Mexico is lower proof, right? I did not know that. Yeah, tequila in Mexico is usually really? 70 proof. Mm-hmm. Hmm. U.S., okay. it's a 80 proof thing. I don't I don't know why. But yeah, in Mexico, if you ever go, you're like, wow, this is really smooth. And then you pick up what you think is the same bottle here, and you're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. And it's because it's 30 per, 33% more alcohol. Uh, okay. No, not 33%. Sorry, that would be... 14%-ish? Ginger's talking. <laughs> ginger? Ginger? No, 14. Yeah. Uh, that, no, that would be the... <laughs> what, uh, you think because I'm eating ginger? Because I'm eating Charles? I, uh... I, <laughs> I, now you have no soul, bro. I'm smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I have no soul. Yeah. Just the drapes. I just want the drapes. <laughs> Not the carpet. <laughs> And now his wife is like about to pull off the side of the road because she's laughing too hard now. Um, so <laughs> she listens to the podcast more than Chuck does. Yeah, that's uh, true. so <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Diva. I think I cut you off. So Schweik, you 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 got the next review. What do you think? I'm probably gonna be about the same as Devo for just overall, just a four. Um, yeah. I mean, 
just on the palate. It's it's not overpowering. It's definitely something smooth that you can. Obviously, you're going to share it with folks. Uh, am I going to keep this on my shelf? Yes. Will I go out of my way to hunt for it? Probably not. But at the same time, it's like if I see it and I need a replacement bottle and I know it's on the shelf, if I see it on the shelf here and I know I need a replacement, I'll probably pick it up just because I know how hard it is sometimes to get here. Uh, Would I share it with somebody who's brand new to bourbon? Probably not. If it's somebody that's been drinking bourbon for a while or they're new, but but they've at least been trying. They've been broken in. Exactly. They're broken in and they're trying, they want to try something that's maybe something that's different, but less than a hundred proof. They, they're not ready to get into the high proof stuff yet. Then it's like, I think this would be a good introduction before I start introducing them to the high proof, the hundred plus, the 110 plus. So I think this would be kind of a good introduction before I would introduce somebody to high proof. So, so definitely so you're, so overall, you're nice. Overall. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if I really want to fuck with someone, I'll give them either my King's American light or the Penelope American light. Uh, the King's American Light, that's almost 146 proof. So yeah, that's that's definitely, or the Jay Madden Light that I have that's 140 proof. It's like, if I really want to be mean to somebody, yeah, I got I got a few items that I could definitely uh, <laughs> pass off to them. But, but again, that's that's somebody, it's like, yeah, it's like, but if I'm going to really, but if I want to mess with somebody, I'm not going to use the, the good stuff that's hard to find. Right, right, right. Completely <laughs> so, agree. Even though that King's so, you can't replace. Yeah, I may have a replacement bottle. You can't replace once the replacement's gone. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, Very true. Uh, cigar but, yeah. with a cigar. I don't know if you smoke cigars. Actually, I would just. I have. Um, I don't know that I would pair this with a cigar. Okay. I, I if... think they would, because uh, I just smoked a cigar a couple weeks ago for. I was back in Texas for my brother's wedding. Uh, I don't know that I would pair this. Just because, yeah, I don't know if there's d- sipping on it. It's like, this is one that's definitely a good sipper. Uh, I would sip it around the bonfire, but with a cigar, I don't think I would pair it with a cigar. There's just, I, I can't pick it out exactly, but there's just something that just with having this in one hand, a cigar in the other hand, it's just like, I, I, rather than complimenting each other, I think they would kind of counter each other and just some, one of them would taste off. One or both would taste off. Almost okay. having like two meals. Like a sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Would you mix it with anything? I don't know that I would mix this, that I would mix this with anything. It, it's, it's something that it can stand on its own. Uh, Devo, like you said, if, if I know someone that they usually take one or two ice cubes in their, in with their whiskey or their bourbon, uh, I would still give this to them because it might mellow it out. A, if they it might mellow it out for them to where they would really appreciate it. Uh, I would do that, but mixing it in an old fashioned, I, I, I don't think so. Just because I think the sweetness of the simple syrup mixed with this, uh, it would just, I think you would just have two counter, they would, they wouldn't balance each other out. They would be kind of counter to counterintuitive to each other. It would just, it, I don't think it would be a good mix. Yeah. Conflicting sweets type of, uh, ordeal. I think it would yeah. almost hide too much and not like the, to your point, it wouldn't really help it out where sometimes you make an old fashioned to kind of mellow out harshness in some alcohols. And I don't think I agree. I don't think the price points, the price points a little high and it's a little too hard to find two 
not, I don't want to say waste on an old fashioned, but to try something out, right? Like it's always, it's always tough to take one of those hard to find bottles or really expensive bottles and put it in old fashioned. But if that's how you want to drink it, I'm not going to tell you to not drink it that way. However, I just wouldn't recommend it. But that's yeah. uh, me starting early, starting at the end and going forward. So I probably would not have this with a cigar. I don't think it would be terrible with a cigar. I think you definitely want to have it with a dark wrapper uh, that's more of a full-bodied because you're. if you were going to have it with one, uh, I think the sweetness or like the well-balanced and for being 94 proof, there's a lot of flavor. I think with a light wrapper, it may hide the cigar. Where a full bodied, it may work. I don't know. It's not going to be a top top choice of mine. I have plenty of other bottles I'd rather do with a cigar. Um, so since I'm going backwards, let's see if we can do this in order. Value rating. You kind of gave uh, that. Uh, did I, I? Just with how hard it is, I, I didn't get my value rating. Uh, with how hard it is to find uh, at that price point, if I agree with Devo, I would not pay more than I would probably pay sixty five. So it's still about the same. So price point, I think it's still right around probably where it should be. So I'll give it a four point two five for price point. Okay, so it's it's a maybe it maybe it's worth the hype to you, like a little bit of the hype. A little bit. I mean, if I see it on the shelf and I don't have a, I don't have a bottle, I might grab it. Just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. But it's one of those I'm not going to go out of my way. It's like, oh, hey, I see on the the state website they have it in stock. Like, no, I'm not going out of my way. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, I saw some other stuff recently that was on the shelf, and I was like, holy hell. But this, if I saw it on the shelf or saw it on the website, I'm like, I'm not going to drive to one of the stores to pick it up. Uh, but if I'm at a store and they just happen to have it, I'm like, okay, and I need, I need. It's like I'm feeling it, and I want to, I want another bottle of it. Sure. It's like, but I also know that here in Utah, I'm getting, I'm getting bottles at MSRP. No matter what it is, we get it at MSRP because it's state controlled. Absolutely, that's great. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the that's the one nice thing. Yeah, but, but the, also select, a the selection sucks. Uh, yeah, but you also can look it up online, right? Yeah, so see kind of going back, going back to a previous episode uh, when y'all did the uh, the 1792 Sweet Wheat, uh, we've got several hundred bottles of it that are in the warehouse. I'm just waiting to see when they drop and which stores they drop at because that's one because I will get that at MSRP and it's like that's one that I definitely want on the shelf because I know it's like that one, that one I can get it at MSRP. So yeah, I think that's about a forty dollar bottle at MSRP, roughly. I think yeah, about thirty nine ninety nine. I really think that's the best bottle in their lineup. So I think that's definitely worth a buy. Um, so my value rating is going to be the same as my rating at 4.25. I think this is a step up. It's not necessarily one I'm like, oh, I think it's so much better than small batch. I think it's an enhancement on small batch. The price is more expensive than what you'd expect because it's borderline like an experimental type thing that they do. It's a special thing they do. Some people may really love it. Some people may not. So I don't think the price is out of whack. I mean, it's no more out of whack than a bullet charging, you know, two and a half times the price of bullet for barrel strength when it's the same bourbon. Maybe it's in selected barrels, but it's, 
it's the same mash bill. It's same everything. Um, so at least this one, they bring in a fresh barrel. They use two barrels on this bottle. So I don't think the price is out of whack. We've, we've spent a lot of money. Like we had a uh, laws honey barrel, which I think was $80, right? Devo. Mm-hmm. I think it was 80. Yeah, it was 80. And that's, is it worth 80 bucks? Probably not, but it is a unique flavor, and I think that's kind of what you get in this. It's also really smooth, and I think a lot of people would enjoy it, but it's a nice balance of it's warm enough, it's smooth, and it has flavor, which is the thing. I I love smooth with flavor. If it's smooth and there's not a whole lot of flavor or it's missing a sweetness or a spice, then you just go through a whole bottle and you're like, fuck, I'm going to hurt tomorrow, and I don't even feel like I drank anything great you know uh which which episode it was pretty uh recent i can't remember which episode it was but it was one of those situations where it was smooth uh not a lot to talk about on it but it just lacked a little bit of flavor there were a few of those we've had a couple that were just kind of they were boring bourbons and he (laughs) like nothing bad like nothing terrible to say it just didn't it didn't hit the mark uh, which I will say, you know, you have bullet. I think the, the main ones that people start with outside of Jack Daniels people, which you are a whole other batch. Um, it really like <laughs> Elijah Craig bullet, um, Woodford reserve se- potentially 1792, even though I feel like that's one of the newer ones to the market in terms of like the OGs. Those are all just really good bourbons. Just, the basic level and even like in like old forester 100 they're all good bourbons and it's tough to like it's hard to justify spending 60 dollars when you can get all these good bourbons for 20 25 dollars but it mm-hmm. is fun to get these different flavors and taste different things and then it's more about that kind of goes back to that whole thing of it's about the experience and who you're with more so than the actual exactly. bottle of alcohol so if you're go- going to get just plastered every night well you don't need a ton of flavor just drink vodka. I was gonna say that's why people. That's a drink disappointing Jack. thing. No, that's horrible. There's that's just ethanol. You're just trying to like kill your liver. <laughs> Their whole goal. In my case, it, in my case what liver? It, right. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm heading down that path. So, yeah, I think at four point two five, I think it's good. It's 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 missing something to be that great. I do think I'm gonna pop open the bottle of Woodford Reserve Double Oaked I have just to see but that's my that's my review before trying that because now i'm interested because if i like woodford reserve double oaked or if i like elijah craig toasted over woodford reserve double oaked i'm in trouble because i gave woodford reserve double oaked at four and a half so Uh-oh. it yeah, could one show of your ratings, yeah. one of my highest yeah it is up there i don't think i've even if i given a 4.75 i don't, know. I, I don't, I don't think, think i've given have. a 4.75 i haven't so um Topics. We we've talked about a bunch of shit throughout here, so we're gonna kind of wing this one. Thanks, Schweik, for uh, putting us on the spot here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the secondary market. We kind of talked oh, about that okay. and like hard to find bottles and like, is it worth it? Like, is it truly worth it? Searching and hunting for bottles. I feel like we end up buying these bottles because you're like, Oh shit. I saw that here, there. I haven't been, I've never seen that bottle before and it could be a dog shit bottle. 
It really could. Or maybe it's maybe it's not a bad bottle, but it's overhyped beyond belief or you know, it's it's this special release and I mean Schweik I think High West has had its fair share of busts on the special releases, especially among bourbon drinkers, because they did the something that I would consider highly controversial with putting a bourbon into a highly peated whiskey barrel. Like that, yeah, that's I would just, agree. That, that one was, uh, I, I've tried it and just, no, I, I'm sorry. No. What, what's the, what's the name they of did, that they one? Did, it was the double rye peated finish. Yeah. Peated scotch okay. finish. And I'll be honest, I tried that one and uh, it's a toss up between that one. And I hate to say this, but, campfire are there releases oh. that i'm just like i don't i don't care for i just See. do not care for um now they had one recently it was earlier this year i forget i want to say it was back in like february or march they did a special release and i tried it it was it was february it was when i was doing all, when i was picking up all those bottles of Rye for everyone uh i tried it and it was just like no no, that's just not good. But then they've had some others that have just been just a diamond in the rough. Like, where the hell did you guys come up with this? I've got a double rye that's a Mac a Macvin finish, which is just phenomenal. Mm. The other one, the other one I have is again, it's a double rye. It's a double rye Madeira cask finish. That one, oh my gosh, so amazing. And so, but I then they that- did one. It was a it was a rendezvous rye that they did. It was in a rum barrel finish, and I was like, uh-huh. eh, "I'm gonna pass." Just yeah, uh, I I could I can understand that just because uh, you're going for a rye, and then uh, you get the the rum sweet uh, that'll possibly come in. So, um, but I have to say though, to cut in there, Angel's Envy has their rye, and that's aged with Caribbean rum barrels or bottle. Uh, I've heard good things about that one. It, it is pretty. I haven't good. tried it, but. I've- I've heard it, good things about it. I haven't tried it. Uh, it's at that price point, though, that I don't. It's tough. I, I don't know that I would pay that for one that I've never tried. So uh-huh. kind of just going back, it's like for me, when I first started getting, when I really was getting into bourbon about two years ago, uh, my kind of my price point for something I've never tried before was about $50. It was over that $50 mark. I don't know that I would have tried it because I wasn't on bourbon TikTok at the time. And so I I was just going off just bottle i would go to the the liquor store and it was in georgia and they they're not state controlled it's an allocated state so they're gonna just they can price it at whatever they want and most of the time it's like i I would tell the store owner just different ones that i liked and he would kind of recommend stuff at around that price point for me so and it's it's, that's that right there is the building relationships part but then Mm -hmm. just trying things and just when i was new to bourbon and whatnot it's like okay $50 $50 was kind of my price point. And then once I started getting a little more into it and was learning more about bourbon and really getting into it. And then I discovered bourbon TikTok, and my collection went from about six or seven bottles to 20 to now over a hundred. It's kind of like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's like, okay, I've got a few bottles, but also at the same time I've learned, it's like, I discovered it's like, okay, Hey, there's actually a pricing scale and, the distilleries will actually they've got their recommended price and what they say it, it should be and then yeah it's like i don't know that I would pay secondary prices for any bottles uh are there people out there that are going to pay that price of course uh, my problem with the secondary market is that 
you'll get those releases, whether it's at the distillery or the store. And let's just say there's 100 people in line. I guarantee you at least 40 of those people are flipping bottles. Oh, they're for not, sure. They're not, there, they're not there to get a bottle for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're there to get a bottle and flip it on the secondary market. And that's Absolutely. where I have a problem with. Because, And that's why it's like I've only waited in line once uh, for a, a bottle, but that's just because it was part of that Kentucky trip and it was part of the experience. But would I wait? Would I wait maybe an hour or two? Okay, sure. Uh, but would I wait? Would I go and wait overnight for a bottle? Me personally, no. If somebody else wants to do that, hey, have at it. You do you, boo boo. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge you for it. But at the same time, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come and sit and wait in line with you. Now, some people they say it's part of the experience, and those are the ones that actually want the bottle. Okay, great. But if you're someone that's gonna wait in line for a day or two to flip a bottle. I'm sorry, but I can think of better things to do with my time. Right. Yeah, yeah no, that that is the tough part. Uh, I mean, I I don't have a ton of bottles that I could sell for way over what I paid for them. I probably have a few, and I could probably net out a few hundred here, a few hundred there. But it's the whole thing is, like, I spent all this time and effort to find it for myself. Like, why am I going to, you know, if I sell it, now I'm never going to get that bottle again because a lot of those bottles are a yearly release to where they made one batch per year or they what go ahead the midwinters oh, oh, or gotcha. rye or just yeah. those those releases or like yeah I mean the stuff that's only released like once a year I mean that stuff it's like okay yeah it's like I'm will I go to the distillery on the release day to get a bottle for me of course but I mean, or I may wait until like that Saturday or Sunday and yeah, I'll go and get a bottle for me. But am I going to, but am I also, but like I said earlier, it's an hour drive one way. Am I going to do that just to flip a bottle, especially with the way gas prices are right now? Yeah. Hell no. Exactly. Will I do that for a bottle for myself. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's too bad that that's become like a market. Um, or there is the secondary market because I think it, it turns a lot of people away from bourbon, which is not the purpose, right? Because you, you see this bottle that's hyped up and no bottle is probably more popular than Pappy. And it's like, no one will ever like the average person will never see or try a bottle of Pappy in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's turned into this luxury bourbon when it's, it's good. I, I mean, I've only had rip, uh, old rip van winkle which is their tenure and it's it's really good it's just it's not like would i pay 300 dollars for it i probably wouldn't pay 300 bucks for it and that bottle's yeah. going for 800 bucks it's crazy or more depending yeah. on where you're where you're finding it and it, kind of just going back to the just about the secondary market it's like okay raffles and or razzles or whatever it is that they're doing or mm-hmm. kind of the just the latest one you may have seen on bourbon tiktok and whatnot uh that stuff i mean i i participated in a few of those i i actually did win a bottle uh but did i pay more than the retail price for that bottle no but that's something that i evaluate is like okay i look at how many of those have i actually participated in and it's just i make that conscious decision for myself of hey i'm i'll spend this much to it's like, what's the bottle? How much do I, it's like, do I want to pay those, that price for an entry into a raffle or whatever it is that they're doing? 
And yeah, I mean, it's a personal decision for me. Do I want to pay? It's like, okay, let's just say Weller foolproof and they're selling entries at like 30 to $40 an entry. I'm like, okay, will I pay one? Sure. You're actually getting it at a discount, but at the same time, it's like, you have a 10% uh, chance of getting it. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, am I going to be participating in like one a day or one a week or something like that? It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, I quickly saw like, this could get out of hand really quick. So I have to, I have to set a limit for myself. But again, that's a personal decision of what I want to do. Uh, I'm not going to knock anyone that wants to participate in that. It's just at the same time, do what you are comfortable with and just stick to it. It's like if you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, hey, you know what? I'm okay with how much I just spent the last week or mm-hmm. whatnot. And so it's like, okay, great. If you're like, eh, maybe I should take a break. Cool. Have at it. I mean, there's, I've talked to several people recently of, I'm mean, not just, not, not, on, not on like secondary market or anything like that, but just, just in general of, Hey, you know what? I'm taking a break from buying bottles. It's like, I've got several that I need to probably finish mm-hmm. and just kind of take a break for a little while before buying more bottles. Just kind of thin out the herd a little bit. So, I mean, that's where I'm at is like, I've taken a little bit of a break from buying bottles. Yeah, I try and do that, and then people message me, and they're like, hey, they have this whiskey, uh, primarily Sergio. That fucker finds everything. Um, yeah. Well, you do which the is going to lead me. to my next topic. Well, Devo, you, you, you get the, like, I, I already, I, like, check to see if Devo would even want it before even, like, bringing it up, or if it's, like, at a price point Devo would approve. Like, usually, I weed through those for you. So I like cut through. I appreciate that. So I, I, I could definitely get you spending two to three times as much on whiskey as what you're spending. Um, I mean, well, you have I, more I bottles, appreciate them. but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you're I'm, seeing I'm the minimal run part out of, of it. Space. I'm running out. I'm running out of space, and uh, also I did being too, able but you to, find more space. Well, well, no, I'm, I'm also saying uh, the, uh, being able to find excuses for. The bottles that I have already. We have a fucking podcast. What other excuse do you need? <laughs> for fuck's sake. I guess that's true. I guess yeah, that's true. I mean, come on. <laughs> Got to have another bottle to try. Do we haven't? We haven't or seen you, it. Or yet. you get us producers that start recommending things that y'all need yeah, to start trying or just I know. doing comparisons of, and we're like, "Hey guys, do this and that or this." <laughs> yeah, I just, I just <laughs> blind bottles. I just blind bought a hundred and forty dollars worth of. Uh, oh shit! Who was it? Uh, Hubby Live recommended it. He was the one that said we should try it, and uh, I think it was in our group text, Strike. Um, by the way, if you want to uh, get involved in like our group text, our bi-monthly meetups, which we have to figure out which uh, when our meetup's going to be, Devo, this month. Um, so if you want to be involved mm. in those, uh, you can hop over to our Patreon page and get involved with that. Uh, just some additional content, additional episodes, uh, the more uncut, unfiltered version of robin devo sometimes good sometimes bad i'm sure uh schweik would be a great person to to rate that but we can uh yeah definitely gets us more uncut unfiltered because we know that our companies aren't going to listen to those episodes so (laughs) unless they become patrons so we know that you know it's a little safer space and you you can't get a random Karen listening to our episode and saying, "Oh, you guys are fucked up," so you, she has to pay to get that privilege. 
So <laughs> that's why we are the way we are on our uh, Patreon episodes. But you can uh, sign up for that on www.patreon.com forward slash whiskey biz podcast. Sorry. There we go. And, and she could pay as low as $3 for just about one month. So She could. She could. <laughs> and you know, God knows Karen's not going to pay that. She's going to be like, you want $3 for me? I spent $3 on cat food this morning. Like some, what's the, what's probably the, 30. Yeah. What, what's the equivalent to a Karen? Is it Richard? Richard. Is it? Okay. Yes. Is that for sure? He's a is? dick. Okay. okay. <laughs> exactly. So. What's a Karen? What's Karen short nickname? Carrie? Bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that on here. If this oh, was a Patreon, shit. If this was a Patreon oh. episode, then yes. <laughs> sounds like a K. It sounds like a. a Sure, yeah, oh, sure. Like a kick. Uh, uh, but it Jim starts Jeffries with another loves, left letter. Yeah, Jim Jim Jeffries loves, loves to use that name or uh, that word, right? And I also found out that it's a term of endearment in Australia. Yeah. Where Jim Jeffries is from. Found that out. That's what happens <laughs> when you when you start watching lives on TikTok and uh you hear people from other countries explain how things are. Just like you can't go to England and root for the wrong soccer team. Otherwise, someone's going to kick your ass. So, right. if you are, if you, so note that if you ever go to England and you want to watch a soccer game at a pub, wait for other people to cheer before you start cheering and then cheer with them and follow their lead and you're safe. Exactly. If you start rooting for the wrong team, uh, you might end up uh, not enjoying your trip as much as you'd hoped. <laughs> Or just avoid pubs, I guess, in soccer games. I was going to say. You uh, could do that, too. During soccer, yeah. Might as well uh, just enjoy it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, you walk into those pubs, you can usually tell who everyone's rooting for. Cause half of them are probably wearing a jersey. The jersey, you walk yeah, in there, Then if you walk in, it's like you got both jerseys. like, ah, oh, shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to root for. Also wear a white fucking shirt in there. Because you can't pick the wrong team if you're wearing white. Okay. <laughs> Right, because I mean, there's no color. Like you, you know, you don't go into downtown LA wearing a red shirt. Yeah, no, just wear a black polo. We're not downtown. You're rooting but for the referees. East LA, South LA. Yeah, just just North wear a LA. black polo and say that you're rooting for the referees. You're fine. The Raiders. You're a Raiders fan. That's safe, right? I don't know. I don't think that's safe either. There's really no. I. I don't know. That's a whole other topic, sports in the U.S. Um, so we we talked about secondary. One thing that got brought up is making connections with store owners. And I think that's talked about a lot on social media. One thing that isn't discussed is making connections with other people that enjoy bourbon. Because yes. you... you Money drives people, right? I I have a a shop that I like going to, and he's gotten some hard to find bottles, and he's charged way over what I would pay for those bottles because he's like, I can get it, and I can I'm charging less than everyone else in the area, so that like kind of makes him feel a little better. I do really like this shop, but he's done it a couple times, so money drives people, right? But if you make good friends or good connections in the bourbon community, they're eventually going to come across a bottle and maybe they got two of them. Well, you're in luck because they'll sell you one. 
And, you know, if they're local, then you go meet up, you get to know them and hang out with them. You have a glass of whiskey somewhere and you walk away with a bottle at retail, a a hard to find bottle at retail, or they're not near you and uh, you like hot sauce and they like that same hot sauce, that hard to find (laughs) bottle of hot sauce. And they'll send it to you for the cost of shipping plus the cost of the hot sauce. So, and by the way, hot sauce isn't what I'm really talking about if you're new to the podcast, but well, you do, but (laughs) someone new to the podcast may not. They may be like, what the fuck? Olive oil is another good option. That is, that is. I figured those do come in uh, bigger bottles and uh, they're about the same weight. You haven't seen the fucking hot sauce that I've found. Devo. I found some big <laughs> fucking bottles of hot sauce that I've I've shipped across the country from from uh, Costco Kirkland brand or what? No, just uh, random companies that sell hot sauce. I had to start looking up hot sauce companies to say, oh yeah, this place because then they like check it and they're like, oh, it's an actual place. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. I love it. Never had That's it, but I'm it's wonderful. It. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Make friends in the community. Get to know people because, I mean, bourbon people are probably the most down-to-earth people I've met. Yeah, oh, you get sure. some you get some shitty guys in there, and there's been plenty of drama on bourbon TikTok between people, but that happens anywhere, right? Like, it's going yeah. to happen. But the larger the group gets, the more likely you are gonna ha- that you're gonna have some drama. And but to your point about just making connections, so uh, y'all might be able to see it. Uh, I've got that bottle of the smoke wagon oh, this year's red, one. white, and blue release. I yes. was able to get a bottle. There was a creator that he just kind of put it out there. Of, hey, I've got these. Uh, I found these. Nice. And immediately, I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I, I've been wanting to get a bottle of that. He's like, I got you, bro. And but it is like the same. It's like so. Like this year's Burai release. I've probably bought at least three cases worth. And I did bottle trades, or people just reimbursed me for the cost of the bottle plus shipping. But mm-hmm. again, it was just people that. Uh, I had already had prior relationships with of gotten I've gotten to know them. We've interacted with each other, whether it was on lives or just through our content, uh, interacting with each other. And I mean, I, I can attest that there's at least several bottles on my shelf. It's, it, I would probably say at least a quarter of my collection is due to just the connections that I've made. I mean, hell, I've got a whole shelf just of store picks that include ones that honestly I would not have gotten if it wasn't for those connections. Yeah, I mean, I've got one of those Russell's single or it's the no, it's the Rebel Distillers Collection. It's phenomenal, and it's from a liquor store in Tennessee. That uh, yeah, uh, I consider him a brother. He's a friend, and yeah, he's hooked me up with several bottles. I mean, hell, I traded. It was a bottle of the FAE, the Maker's FAE O two. I traded a bottle of the High West. Double rye finished in Syrah, did a bottle trade. I sent him the the double rye in Syrah. He sent me the FAEO2. It was an even trade. They're about the same price. And yeah. yeah, it was an even trade. Yeah, no, that works out so. great. Um, but that's that's one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten from being in the bourbon community and getting to know you guys is once you make those connections... And I mean, don't be that person that's going to, you know, you find a bottle someone else wants and you're like, nope, not going to share that with anybody. Don't be that person, right? Like, don't, or at least don't try and get these people to help you out. And then you do that to them. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and maybe you can only get one and you're like, hey, this person was looking for it. I don't have it. 
but I'm going to share it with them because they've hooked me up, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's part of being, I mean, you, you make, we've never met in person, Twike, but we feel like we're friends, right? Like we know each other. Exactly. We, we know each other primarily through social media. Oh, I've definitely got at least, I can think of at least one bottle for sure. I would share with you. It's the, uh, the high West light whiskey that they did. They only oh, did like nice. 400 bottles of it. It's 14 years old. Uh, I went to the distillery. I was able to get a bottle for me. I was able to get a bottle for a buddy of mine that's here in the same town as me. He's another bourbon TikToker. And I got, they only, they let, they only let me buy two bottles. Like, well, okay. I know who I'm buying this bottle for. And it's like, I posted, you may have seen it. And I posted videos about it and I had people just coming out all the woodwork saying, Hey, can you give me a bottle? I'm like, hell no. When I got to the distillery, I'm taking, so when you go to high West, you actually have to park at this parking lot and then you have to take a shuttle oh, up shit. the hill to the distillery and i'm like halfway up the hill and i hear them over the radio say hey we're out of the we're out of the distillery release and i'm just sitting there like damn it <laughs> and i get up there and i go in and the manager this is this is how many how many times that i went to high west from december until really may i was there at least once a month and i walk in and the manager for just like the distillery restaurant and storefront he sees me and he goes hey how's it going and then I walk in and uh, I go to the, just the store itself. I walk in, I'm like, Hey, just, do you have any, or I, I just walk in and just say hi. And the manager, he walks in a little bit later. is like, I got you, bro. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, and he just pulls a case from under the shelf, under the counter and goes, nice. You're li the limit is two. I'm like, I'll take two. <laughs> nice. That's so awesome. Just, Th that that right there, that's what you're talking about, making connections yep. just in the community itself, whether it's folks at a distillery, folks at the, the store owners or the store workers, because don't don't knock the store workers either. They 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 have just almost as much pull as the store owner. And then just folks in the community itself, just making friends. I mean, that right there is what it's all about. I mean, yeah, we'll help each other find bottles, but at the same time, we're gonna enjoy those bottles together. It's like I've I've shared that bottle with a few folks and I've got several bottles here that I've shared with others. So yeah, I mean, that that's your point right there. It's just making those connections of just helping each other find bottles, but just building those relationships of just, just expanding your, your friendship circle. Yes. And you do not build relationships by every time you go into a liquor store asking for Blanton's EH Taylor or oh, Pappy. God, no. <laughs> you do not build it that way. Do not expect <laughs> the first time you show up to a liquor store that they're going to be like, Oh yeah. We have some stuff hidden in the back for special people that you are not that special to them. So don't bother. Get to know them. You don't, you know, you don't even have to spend a ton of money at a place. If you're nice, say, hey, how's your day going? It could even start with that. You don't, you know, don't expect them to, you go in two times and you spend a bunch of money. Don't expect them to care that much because they'll, sp they'll sell the, the, sell the oh, alcohol they're, yeah, they're, anyway. They're just ringing it up. Exactly. At that point. Right. You go in there consistently and you actually exactly. get to know them. Yes. That's what it is. Like if you go in, it's like if you buy – like if you go in once in a week, once a week and you buy either – let's just say a bottle of either Early Times, Bottled and Bond or Wild Turkey 101. Just one of those that's easy to find, lower price and you go in you just spend five minutes talking to them. And you do that once, a, once or twice a week and then if like you really start to build a relationship, if you're someone that cooks out on your smoker – every weekend and you take something over there to them to feed the staff. Yep. That's really how you build the relationship. And you don't do that just saying, Hey, here's some food. 
what do you have in the back? Like, no, don't do that. You actually go in and just say, hey, guys, uh, made some. Here's a little extra. Enjoy. Yeah, completely, completely. It's it's all about building relationships and just building that rapport. And just think what... I guarantee you. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just think what you would want others to do to you if you're in their situation. Put your feet in their shoes, literally. The bourbon golden rule. Yes. <laughs> don't be a dick. Exactly. I think, I think that's more of the bourbon uh, golden rule is don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> Don't be a Richard, guys. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Don't be a Richard. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just, it's so... There you go. There's an idea for a shirt. Don't be a Richard. Don't... Don't be a Richard. Ooh, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, it could work. Could. It could work. Especially like you do it like like this shirt. You just do like don't be a Richard and just in small print and then like the the new logo big print on the back. I like it. What I we like should it. do, Devo, we should have a we should see if Victor can make a shirt don't be a dick and then have a Glen Cairn with a dick on it but have a <laughs> circle with a, a slash through it. Don't be a dick. <laughs> That that's highly inappropriate, but it has to be like a cartoonish dick, right? Like you can't be like if he draws something like straight off of a cartoon Italian... version of Richard Nixon. Oh, if people could get that would yeah. work, like almost like a caricature, like the fucking uh, like a Simpsons version. Yes, yes, I like it. I like it, but I don't know if that's trademarked. So we would have to yeah just do a couple of lines that might were... be, but if you just do like a, a character version of it, yeah, that that idea not necessarily he's a, he's a public exact... figure, so right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Too bad There's he's a not lot on people... Mount Rushmore because oh. I don't think that's trademarked <laughs> or copyrighted. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking like uh, a lot of people would probably be like, but who is that? So if they see the 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 picture of him they're like i don't know who that is don't be a okay don't be Weird, a pre- ex-president <laughs> only be a current president that's a whole don't other be a story 46. oh jesus that's a whole another yeah maybe we save that for don't the be senile meet up don't be senile they're gonna be like don't be senile and and then at the end at, at the bottom of it say uh see you next tuesday yeah, <laughs> there it is. That's what we should do. Just do a "See You Next Tuesday" shirt. <laughs> Except we'll we'll just spell out "See You Next Tuesday" and that'll be it. And like half the yeah. people will get it. It's not even going to be like the way that they do it. Yeah, that could be entertaining. That that would be, huh? That's even How easy. Quick That's just that letters, right? Right. <laughs> Who knows? We'll just make sure to plaster whiskey biz all over it. Just have little whiskey bizzes signed throughout the whole thing. Cancel us too, assholes. The little whiskey biz watermark throughout. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) We're like uh, trying to do like uh, what Louis Vuitton does, just everywhere. Just (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Holy crap! But yeah, secondary is too bad. It does keep a lot of people from trying good whiskey. But on the other hand, I think that brings up another point when you're talking about like how much you're you're willing to spend. Don't just because you see some content creator talk about a bottle. There 90% of the time we review tough bottles, it's because we know people want to hear about it, right? Like tough to find bottles, I should say. 
it's because we know it's 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 almost like clout chasing. Not trying to say that we're clout chasing, but we're like, hey, this will also bring con- context to these bottles. Like, you know, if if we review, what are a couple tough ones we've done? We've done Blantons. I, I think plenty of people have had Blantons though. But when we find Stag a, Junior, Stag Junior, great example. It could suck. You don't know. Like you know, people talk highly of it, but. People talk highly of uh, Jack Daniels, Sergio. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just not good. And well, I'm What still... was the Jack Daniels y'all did recently? That, was it the Bonded? The Bonded. That y'all did? Or it was the Bonded, bonded or, the triple, or the Triple Mash? One, of those, we haven't had one the... or both of those that y'all did. Yeah, the Bonded. I'm trying to find the Triple Mash. I do want to try it. I was, I was super anti when it first came out. And then I was like, ah, maybe it's good. I don't but, know. But along those lines, though, it's like if you find – so what I did when I first started getting into bourbon, especially when I started kind of discovering just some of the different YouTube channels that were out there. And then when I actually found, okay, there actually is bourbon TikTok, I started – I tried to figure out, okay, what's my palate? What do I like? And I found some of those different creators, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok, and what do they like? when I found the ones that have a similar palette to mine, those are the ones that I actually took. If they recommended something, then I was like, okay, I'll go try that. And then that's also when I kind of set my price point and that's what I did. And so that's what I recommend to folks. Like if you're new, find, just try to find like, what are some different bottles that you like? It's like, I'll recommend bottles to folks, but at the same time, I'm like, what are some bottles that you've tried that you like, or you didn't like? And then I can give you recommendations based on that. It's like my palate may be completely different from somebody else's. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, the the only hard part is uh, for the the few that I've done at least a little bit of like. You hey, just talking about you, the few or the few whiskeys you've done? No, no, no. no uh, sorry, <laughs> the the few people that I have suggested uh, whiskeys to that I was actually nice to. Um, You've been mean to people. They're, I need to hear those stories. No one did you recommend Stillhouse to somebody? <laughs> no, no. Or but Giant I, Texas. I, I, I have offered. Uh, I, I have offered the the no. Uh, sorry, not. Uh, I think I was thinking of Noble uh, because you had brought it up, Schweik, when we were uh, talking on that. Uh, um, our last meet and greet. But uh, Knob Creek, I, I did a store pick for someone that was somewhat new to uh, whiskey just because I wanted to see what their facial expression was. Um, but, <laughs> oh, shit, now I don't even know where I was going to go with it. Um, fuck. You uh, were talking about how the, the you gave recommendations to people that you were nice to. Oh, oh Okay. So, uh, more recently, uh, the recommendations have been for people who have told me that they have had Jameson and a couple other, uh, more mellow whiskeys. And they're like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get into whiskey and I was like, oh shoot, but that's what you've had. Like, okay. What else have you yeah, what tried? Kind of fucking do, friends what, do you have? Right. What what beers do you like? Like I I I go in in that deep for um like palate type of uh, uh suggestions just so that I can try and figure out which uh whiskey I can offer that's not gonna make them uh run away and be like 
fuck him. I'm not going to listen to his podcast. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, Schweik, where it's good to find someone in bourbon TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Find someone between like 2,000 and 5,000 followers. The reason I say that is they'll have time for you. You go to the people that have like 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. It's not that they don't have time for you. They just have a lot of people reaching out to them. And it's not saying Mm -hmm. that they aren't good people. It's just they're busy, right? So it's like you you go to a CEO of your company to to ask them for help. Well, they aren't going to be able to help you, right? You go to someone that you trust within the company that's at a level similar to yours, and they help you out. And so find someone in that range of followers on either Instagram or TikTok. Uh, They're like niches in both. Like if you hit the niche in the right point on Instagram, you have a ton of followers. If you hit the niche in the right point on Bourbon TikTok, I feel like Bourbon TikTok's a little it's, more open than, than it's Instagram. Niche, by the way. Niche. 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 I'm going with niche. Because I'm drunk, Devo, all I had is a liquid diet today, okay? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Fuck, I've never had so much juice, celery, and fucking ginger in my life. Do you need a fucking Snickers? Terrible, probably, dude. I you're, you're basically you're gonna be you're gonna be pissing V8 tomorrow, dude. I am, <laughs> and alcohol now. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be alcoholic V8. You're, you're pissing juice. a bloody. Uh, uh, you're yep. pissing a whiskey bloody mary. Yep, completely agree <laughs> with ginger. Um, <laughs> but if you find someone like that and you get close to them, you and don't like just reach out and be like, hey, what's up? Like, I want to be your best friend. Write on and like their like their videos, comment on their videos, reach out to them, you know, direct message them about a video, create a connection that way because you're going to get a much stronger connection that way. Um, and once you get to know that their palate's similar to yours, and you find that bottle that's two hundred bucks, and you're like, "Ooh, I really want to get it. I've never seen it before. It's at that price point that makes you question it." You shoot them a message yep. and you're like, hey, should exactly. I get this? And then they'll tell you, ooh, you know, I like it, but I don't know if it's quite worth $200. And that's assuming that you've listened to all of our, video, uh, all of our uh, podcasts and found out, you know, all those. I'm just kidding. That's a product mm-hmm. placement there. But really, that's that's <laughs> one of the things. Meeting people that have similar palettes to you and getting to know their content and making a connection with them, and that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Now, Sergio oh, sure. and I don't have a very similar palate. We ha- we enjoy similar whiskeys, not the same palate, because, again, he likes he likes Jack Daniels. But I know I could reach out to him and be like, hey, this bottle is 180 bucks. Should I get it? He'll be like, I don't know. And if it's in, I don't know, then I'm definitely not buying it. Well, I, I right. feel like Sergio would also be like, um... Hold on. Give me like five minutes. I'll, I'll tell you if I can find it a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Is it Jack Daniels? Right. If it's Jack Daniels, yes. Buy it. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm just kidding, Sergio. You know we like to give you shit. Um, but yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of tapped out on the subject. We've uh, probably spoken your... Talked? Spoken? I don't know. We've probably talked plenty... Bespoken. We've we've Bespoken. done a review we on uh, Bespoken Spirits. That was so. an interesting one. I do like these like craft 
I mean, this like bourbon surge has created some cool stuff, right? Like people are trying different shit, which is cool. 50 years ago, you didn't have all these different finishes. You didn't have all these different types of whiskey coming out of distilleries. They were much simpler. You had like maybe each distillery put out three, four, five bottles. And now you have these right. distilleries trying experimental batches. I mean, laws with honey mm-hmm. barrel. Who would have thought? Put in a fucking honey barrel. Ah, that's yeah. interesting to me. I mean, I'm all for the smaller smaller distilleries just doing their own thing of trying something new. It's like, do they have a regular bourbon? Yes, they do. But then they've got other stuff, whether it's a honey, a honey or a honey toasted, or uh, like the case of the the most recent Kings release it was that king's maple toasted oh yeah i saw that like that one i would i would love to try that one and so it's like it's all these uh, distilleries that are doing their own thing and then at the same time though this could probably be a whole nother topic is the and we don't have to go on it but just the ones that are making their own stuff versus the ones that are sourcing it from MGP or whichever Bardstown or one of the other distilleries. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just openly disclose that, Hey, you're sourcing it. But then it's yeah. like, okay, you've got, I'm just, I'm not going to say any, any like craft distillery as an example, but just, you've got a four year MGP high rye and you want to charge like 60, 70 bucks for it. Where I can go to another distillery that probably has the exact same mash bill for half the price. That that's where it's just like, that's where I kind of get into the, a little bit of an issue, but at the same time, it's like, if you're going to do something different with it and then charge a little more, okay, I'll, I'll give you the time of day. Absolutely. But if you're just going to, th- that's what I, that's what I want to see more of from just the bourbon community as a whole, mainly the, the distilleries is what's, what are some new stuff that they're doing or just it's like, what is something that's totally different from the rest of the field that sets you apart? That's what I want to start seeing a little bit more of. It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got the 14, 15 American lights out there. Yeah, you're going to be paying a premium on that just because it's 14 years. There's not much left of that barrel. For sure. But when you've got, if they take a, say, four or six year, whether it's their own or MGP, I don't care, and they want to do a honey or maple toasted, that to me, I would, I would like to try that just to see what it, what it tastes like, just because it's something that's different. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it's not just a. Re- and then, but then, if I could also taste it next to just their the same four or six year same mash bill that was just aged in a in just a regular oak barrel, but not the honey or maple toasted or whatever it is that they're doing, just kind of compare the two side by side. That right there, that is worth trying. True. True. Yeah, no, the the MGP argument. That's you know, it, it comes back to. I mean, there there are most the, of high, most of High West stuff is is MGP, and MGP makes Didn't great shit. Yeah, they most do. Of their stuff is MGP. They do have they do have their own stuff that they are making that they are blending in with either the, bur- the not the bourbon but the double rye or it's blended in with the double rye or the the boo rye or rendezvous. Uh, High Country is the one that's their own stuff. That is their own stuff. Okay. Completely, 100% their own. Uh, but other other stuff, they're starting to blend more and more of their own stuff into what they have. Because you got to remember, they've only been around since like, what, 2000-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've been making their own stuff for a little while. So, which, but yeah, which, a lot of their stuff, uh, the way, a lot of their stuff, oh, lot of their stuff is either MGP, MGP or Bardstown. They source from both. Okay. And uh, my my question was going to be 
um, because you brought it up earlier, and I actually have had a campfire. And um, is that one MGP? Because I couldn't tell uh, the, I, the smoke was intense on that one, and I just I'm could not, not sure get on over that it. One. I would have to I would have to look at the mash bill on it and just kind of maybe dig a little into that. But I know it's sourced, so because they do use sourced scotch, and it's a blend of what bourbon, rye, and scotch. So, yeah, it's going to be no. For I don't me. know. Just camp- campfire is not for me. I've tried it. I didn't care it, for it. it. It personally, it's probably I would say bottom of the bottom of the list of what they put you out say bottom of the barrel <laughs> yeah bottom of the barrel i mean that, that's appropriate <laughs> yeah i will say about high west there isn't a bottle where i'm like oh that's overpriced for what you get some bottles may suck if you're paying if you're paying msrp true if you're paying MSRP. true and i feel like there are only a couple bottles that are severely over msrp and that'd be the uh you say boo rye, the but limited release once a year. I, I always call it's it. Pronou- it is pronounced. A, uh, it I is guess pronounced it's boo-rye. bourbon and rye. Boo rye. Okay, fair. That makes sense. I'm still gonna probably call it bow rye for where for God knows how long until High West sponsors us, and then I'll say everything right. Um, <laughs> there you go. That, that that would be reason to get them to sponsor you. <laughs> but like even like a midwinter's night, a midwinter night's dram. It's an interesting bottle. It, it, you're you're looking at probably a hundred, one hundred and fifty dollars, if you get it at a decent price, right? And I don't feel like they're they're I don't feel like it's unworthy of that price. I think it's a fair price because it's a special thing and it's it is good. Now, when you pair it up against something that's regularly released and it's a good bottle, it's like uh, it's not any better than that, right? But it's not, to me, it's not unfair. I think they're completely fair with their at least MSRP pricing. Yes, there's going to be secondary mm-hmm. ones out there, but yeah, it's it's good. I MGP is good. The most important thing is find what you like and just drink exactly. it. Who cares where it comes from? There's a lot of hate for MGP, and I feel like there's a lot of love for MGP on the same side. But just find what you like within your means. And enjoy it. That's the most important thing about bourbon. And if someone gives you shit, yep. Even if it's me, tell them to fuck off. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's the best thing to do. And if you'll have something, I've, I've got your number. I've got your number. We'll, we'll talk. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And talking about fucking off, my parents basically told me that, and not so many mean words when they enjoyed Stillhouse. I lost my shit. I brought it over to their house. thinking that I was going to be funny and make them try this because my parents have a very uh, expensive palate and they were like this actually isn't bad and I'm like you can keep the fucking bottle because I hate it (laughs) it's not a bottle it's a can yeah well I'm going to call it a bottle because (laughs) I don't know but yeah I'm going to ask for the can back because it's a badass can but I did not like it. And they were like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Then I thought I'd be funny and give it to Charles and Chris. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> like, I that, those, that is one bottle along with, I mean, Giant Texas is the one bottle that no one, I think, will ever like. I thought that was number two bottle that no one would ever be like, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty good. 
I never thought I would get that response. It's nice and smooth, and it's got good flavor. Nope, it does not, but you apparently think so. <laughs> that was, and I'm sorry, but when I was in Texas, when I was in Texas oh, a few yeah. weeks ago and I saw I saw multiple bottles on the shelf, I had to. I was like, hey, you need one? Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it's completely fair. I mean, it's, I, 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 could, I could picture your face when I said, when you opened the text, too. I was yeah. just like, uh, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it's like, who would have a fucking a display? Cool product. <laughs> Cool, cool logo. It was logo. in Texas. It was in Texas, yeah. so there's going to be... And they have shit whiskey, so they, I, mean, I mean, they had a, They basically had a, a whole <laughs> shelf. And, and I will say, I mean, a lot of just the... I don't know what it is. I think it's probably the Texas climate of them aging it, because all of the ones that I've tried from Texas are not sourced. They are yes, made in Texas. because they're proud people. And so... And it, everything's hey, bigger I'm originally from there, so... I, I was going to say, I saw the, there, so. the, 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 there's the flag behind you. Yeah. Yep. So... I think a lot of it's because of the climate where nine, 10 months out of the year, it's at least 80 degrees in the state of Texas. It, it's like, I saw, um, I saw a picture the other day. It said, yeah, the sun, earth, and in between was Texas. That's how hot it was there a few weeks ago. So I can only like, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It was just blistering hot there. So, but I will agree. I, I'll be honest. I haven't listened to the most recent episode yet. But the one that's still lost in cast strength, that is probably the best bottle out of the state that I've had. It's the best I've had. Um, yeah. It, I mean, Balconies, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I haven't tried one from them that I like. It's just that I would be like, it, it, I don't know. There's something about the flavor of it. I think it just the region where it was made, I have an idea, but I, I don't want to say for sure. Uh, Treaty Oak is one that I haven't tried yet that I want to. Um, Yellow Rose, it's out of Houston. That's probably one of the ones that I actually like more than any others. Uh, the TX whiskey, TX bourbon, it's the whiskey. The blended meh. whiskey is terrible. The bourbon's okay. And that's yeah, my bourbon experience. Is okay. It, it's funny. I tried the t- the TX blended whiskey a few months ago, just just to try it, just kind of based on how my palate is now. And I was like, whoa, ew, okay. And then there's another one. It's in the same town as blended as the TX whiskey. I've actually got a bottle of it uh, right there. It's the Silver Star. It's it, the distillery is actually based out of an old ba- uh, baked beans plant uh, in the city of Fort Worth. So it's a, it's actually kind of cool. Uh, I want to visit the distillery whenever I'm in town again. But I, I've I've got, had tried tried a couple of their products, and it's not bad. I mean, it's be- it's definitely better than the TX whiskey. Okay, that's good to so, know. And then. And then Garrison Brothers to me it's it's overpriced. Absolutely overhyped. It's not bad. So, I had the small batch yeah, the again, other day, and it was just it was disappointing. That's what mm-hmm. that's the best way I could say it. It's not bad. It's good bourbon, but just the, at the price point, it's ridiculous. Eighty bucks yeah. for their small batch? Are you kidding me? Like yeah. yeah, I did have a really good mixed drink at a uh, beer festival. No, it was a cocktail festival before a beer festival. It was the night before they changed Ooh. it up. And they did like a some mixed drink. I can't even remember what it was. Uh with the honeydew bourbon. And it was okay. it was pretty it was really good. But then I'm like, these guys just spent fucking a fortune on these mixed drinks. Cause that's an eighty dollar or that's a seventy dollar bottle. And then you're mixing I just with like when I think of mixed drinks with bourbons, I'm thinking old fashioned or with whiskey, you're thinking like Manhattan, whiskey sour, mm-hmm. 
you know, these are the kind of mix. When I say mixed drink, I'm not thinking like you're putting it with like a like a juice, like a, a lot of juice, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just it's like fuck. That's just too much money. I'm not about that life. I don't know about yeah. anyone else, but I can make shitty whiskey taste good if I put enough of something else in it. Right. Great example, Jack and Coke. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was thinking you were going to bring that one up. I had to, right? Uh, before we end this, so I did have Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. It's much lighter. This is going to sound weird, but it's like more airy. I brought this up in in a previous episode where it's just there's like it's not as heavy as Elijah Craig, but there's some flavors that are a little better. So I don't know if I necessarily okay. like it right now more than I liked Elijah Craig toasted, but the rating's not off the charts, especially because when we did that, we didn't have quarter points. It was all True. half points. So <laughs> I don't think it's off. I, I think you could go either way saying Woodford so, Reserve Double Oaks better or Elijah Craig's better. So what you're saying also is that you need to have uh, solid foods when you go to try both of them side by side. No, my palate's fine. Yes. <laughs> my palate's fine. I still have to drink my last one to uh, to finish my... Well, maybe I, this could take the place of it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> of my last juice that I'm supposed to drink today. It is corn. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but... It would be an interesting blind to do the Elijah Craig toasted versus the Woodford double. That would be. That would be. be an, that one. would be an interesting blind to do. You know, that's a great point. I think now because I've done them both, I could pick out which is which because I already said key words there. I think, but Liar. you know, maybe maybe to your point, Devo, maybe the the lack of hard foods has made me forget this whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but Schweik, thank you so much for hopping on. It's been a pleasure. We uh, and I know this I wasn't was a lot of fun. Really appreciate. I it. wasn't the uh, the best on keeping you up to date. I apologize about that. Um, all good. But we really appreciate you coming on. Love the uh, the insight and the the your experience from Bourbon. That's the that's the cool thing. So and thanks. where can people find you though? Uh, real quick. uh can find me on primarily on TikTok. It's uh Schweik21. And then I'm also on Instagram, but I'm less active on there, but definitely on TikTok. That's where people can find me. And also in Utah, but we aren't gonna tell you where. He's within <laughs> he's about an hour away from High North West. Of Salt- so if you North of Salt Lake City. If you can find him, he'll give you a pour or something if you show up at his door. But please don't go knocking on random doors. That's how you show up on like the next door app. And uh, someone calls like, the cops. I'm originally on you. from Texas. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone comes knocking on my door unexpected. Uh, th- there may be more than just me behind the door. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> Devo, any final thoughts or saying or words or whatever you want to do? Thank you for listening. And as always, keep it neat, friends. Woo!